Hi, I'm Denny Van. I live with severe food sensitivities. I'm Chef Ken, and I teach people with food sensitivities how to cook. Welcome to the Food Sensitives Podcast. And welcome back on our series of the rebirth of mise en place. And in this episode, we're going to be talking in detail about ingredients, the importance of ingredients, beginning with ingredients, ending with ingredients, not only with the ingredients that you're incorporating in what you're cooking, but along with this mindset that we've been talking about. So Chef Ken, what is the most important thing when it comes to ingredients, especially someone with food allergies and sensitivities? Well, for me, um, let's see the most important thing. Let's, let's go back to the beginning. You know, when we started all of this ingredients is just like imagination. You have to use your imagination to turn these ingredients into something that you'd like to eat. And that's how it used to be. Now it's a little bit more complex to the point where you have ingredients that have ingredients. You Let's take, for example, the young person or the very busy person that doesn't have a lot of time to cook for themselves and has to rely on the ingredients list of pre-made products that they live off of. And a lot of times these days, it'll say spices or natural flavors. And if you have allergies or sensitivities, Right off the bat, you don't even know if you could have it or if it's going to have a reaction. So for me, ingredients is what started this whole road trip for me. It's what got me interested in being able to bring awareness to my fellow brothers and sisters and helping them change their diets for the better. So let's talk about ingredients. It used to be like we said, Use fresh ingredients, the freshest ingredients you can find. Now that doesn't matter anymore. You want to use mayonnaise to make some kind of egg salad, pasta salad, tuna salad, doesn't matter salad. You're going to make a mayonnaise-based salad dressing. Some people can't have certain oils, and you would like to have olive oil in your mayonnaise. You can go buy olive oil in your mayonnaise, but read those ingredients. Chances are it might say corn oil, canola oil, this oil, or that oil. You can't be sure that it's all olive oil unless you make it yourself where it says just olive oil. Yes, I learned that uh, vegetable oil can contain all three soy, corn, and canola. Exactly. So for me, when we talk about ingredients, it's what brings me back to step one. This is the where we make our attack from is by using the ingredients. Anyone can follow a recipe if their mind is in it. Yeah, anybody can follow a recipe, but if you use um, bad ingredients, no matter how closely you follow the recipe, it's just not going to be the same. Um, yes, exactly. But for me, I wouldn't say bad ingredients. I would say unknown ingredients. And, and you hit it on the head. There's certain dishes out there that you have to have a certain ingredient to have it turn out a certain way. And any kind of contamination, let's say, by a different flavor or different ingredient could change the whole structure of the dish, sauce, or whatnot. But for me, being a chef, 
I like to know what I'm putting in the food that I'm feeding my guests, my friends, and my family. So when I find out I'm using this or that, and you read the ingredients and it says may contain this or that, or made in a factory or an establishment that might have this or that, right then and there it tells me it does. When in doubt, do without. That's, that's my philosophy. So then you go into these stores, high-end butcher shops, that would serve a homemade sausage that has corn byproducts in it or corn syrup in it. And whether, you know, corn is on an allergen list or not doesn't matter. There's people that are sensitive to it and should know. You just don't put natural flavorings and make us ask and then get offended when we like, oh, we can't have corn. So for me, ingredients are to be looked at in a totally different light these days. If you're making a cookie recipe at home, you have your ingredients together, you know what those ingredients are, you're sensitive or allergic to soy, so you make sure your chips, as in your chocolate chips, don't have soy lectin or other emulsifiers in there that you might be sensitive to. You are in control. But these days, I would like to help people become more aware and also voice their awareness or their unhappiness, disgruntledness of having to guess what natural flavors are, to guess what natural spices are. From there, that should be listed. That's all there is to it. Yeah, you know, we did visit a, a very famous uh, local meat place where they uh, people come from all over to buy their sausages. And when we went, I was excited because I, I'm supporting local businesses and 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 uh, products that are made locally. But when we went, when the second ingredient was corn syrup solids, I was like, oh, half of my family can't eat this. And so it was a big letdown when I found out that they use those type of fillers. Thank goodness they are listed in the ingredients and gave us the choice. But chef, why would they add corn syrup solids to a product like uh, homemade sausages? A cheaper sweetener, filler. Um, to me, that doesn't matter. The fact is that they do, you know, and, and it's a filler right then and there. And it, by definition, it is to cheaply replace the meat, add some flavor or whatever, you know, my point is the young person we talked about before, or any of them busy people who don't have three hours to prep all this stuff so that they could have ingredients in their food they trust. Part of our mission is, and, and when it comes to these ingredients, my main mission is to bring awareness to people about these labels out there and have them voice their opinions, voice their needs, mainly at their restaurants that they frequent. Spread that knowledge around to your friends, Yelp or whatever social media is out there to bring awareness to our food service establishments and to make it the new norm for these chefs. That's what we're about, you know, also. So ingredients, let's just pretend we know all about ingredients 
and that you would be able to cook whatever you need to at home, buying things at stores where you know where you can get a trustworthy product. For me, ingredients are all about right now, what are the ingredients? It goes right back to what you would say, what's in it? What's in it? So we need these young people to ask it, even if they know what's in it, so that their friends and the people in the table next to them don't feel intimidated to say what's in it. And make these food establishments make it a commonplace, a second nature where they tell you what's in it. I want to get it to the point where your waiter or your wait staff walks up to you and says right off the bat, we serve gluten-free this and that. We are a proud establishment that does not serve this or that. Or we are a proud establishment that could accommodate your dietary needs. That's where the future is. We definitely frequent those restaurants and support those restaurants and let other people know, hey, this establishment is gluten-free friendly because, you know, we've, we've had too many experiences where, you know, there's nothing on the menu we can eat except rice and vegetables or rice and kimchi, right? That's what I ended up eating in South Korea, rice and kimchi. <laughs> that's what happens. And if you could, if you could, stomach that then that's your meal for the time you're out unless you can make other arrangements but here in the united states where we're very busy all the time we have the sad the standard american diet which you know there's all kinds of debate over that but when it comes to our average person on the street busy every day doesn't have the time to even cook for themselves has to trust what they're putting into their body from other people has the right to know what's in it, not just spices. And, and, you know, I keep on going on that spices because you know, and I know people allergic to the silliest things across the board coming from the food service industry. It is not unheard of to hear somebody with an oregano allergy. And but to some other people, did you be, say oregano? Oregano is my favorite. Somebody has an oregano food allergy, right? Exactly. Or you know, you can name anything, and there's somebody out there who's allergic to it or has a sensitivity to it. Doesn't even have to be an allergic reaction, but it, it causes an inflammation, which makes their joints swell or hurt, or their skin break out a little bit more. But uh, it still makes them uncomfortable. And in my opinion, they deserve to know what they're putting in their body. So if they choose to eat it, fine, but they shouldn't be um, duped into eating it. Agreed, because I do have some sensitivities where, you know, if there's a little bit in it, I might try it anyway and go ahead and eat that. And, but again, that's my choice, whereas I don't think later, what did I just eat? What am I reacting to? I didn't ask what was in it. So now I'm having a reaction. Yeah, and ingredients are so important, not only when you're putting together the meal that you're cooking, but like you said, the busy person who's who's buying a package that says gluten-free on the front, but hasn't looked at the ingredients, they get home, they find that there's chemicals, food additives, flavor enhancers, um, soy, corn, all of these other things that are in it. But on the package, it's lightning, getting your attention like lightning. 
gluten-free, gluten-free. And this is just a way to fall into the ingredient trap. Right. And, and um, a lot of people out there would, who's, would read the label anyway, because they've been duped in the past. My thing is, is what we talked about, bringing the awareness to everybody so that when I am short on something, my guests are here, someone's coming by and says, do you need me to pick up something? And I would say gluten-free this or that. And they should know to read the label. You know, they might not. And you, you know, we have to educate everybody and have everybody educate the person next to them. That's where it starts. It's not that um, it should be mandatory or anything, but it's a common sense thing. You don't want to accidentally poison your friend and you need uh, olive oil-based mayonnaise for so-and-so because that's all they could have. Or then you know to look at the ingredients because there might be three other oils in there with the olive oil. Yes, it's an olive oil mayonnaise with other oils. It is crazy, but that's what they do. And it's gotten to the point where our ingredients have ingredients, like I said, your seasoning packets, your grinding seasoning, I don't care if it's garlic and mixed with this or that, they always warn you, could have this or that in it. And what happened to our pure ingredients? But here, before I go on a rant, because this just upset me when, when, when it hit me hard when I came home, cooking for the family, you know, you figure you'd whip up this or you whip up that, then you find out that you're slowly but surely poisoning your family members with these added ingredients. It doesn't matter if it's from the spray, the non-sick spray, or how about mayonnaise for their salad dressings or their chicken or tuna salad? They can't have soy or corn oil. It says made with olive oil. That's just one of the three oils they put in it. Could have olive or corn in it. But for me, let's get back to the basics. Ingredients. The most important ingredient, the secret ingredient to eating, cooking, is having fun, enjoying it, just plain and simple. And my concern is not really the people at home, our friends at home that could cook for themselves, that could take the time to get search for the proper ingredients, stock their cabinets and fridges with the things that are safe and healthy. My concern is like my nephew and friends like his that are busy young people who have to go out to these fast food establishments, friends' houses, business engagements, and are at the mercy, literally at the mercy of what is served to them. I remember when you were really upset because you were cooking for us and uh, son number one has severe allergies and sensitivities, probably worse than me. And, you know, he was enjoying your food. He was eating, yet he kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And you went through every single thing in our cabinet and you discovered that in the tiniest little print, there's things added to our foods and our spices and everything like like you said it starts to build up and react exactly and not only that it'll say natural spices or spices 
or natural ingredients. What are those natural ingredients? I'm glad that they're natural, but we have the right. We literally do have the right to know what we're putting in our bodies and what they're giving us. So that for me, this ingredient segment is the beginning of the food sensitives for me. That's what started my journey. That's what opened my eyes. And that's why I'm here today. We are ingredients is to bring awareness to people of what they are putting in their bodies. And I really would like to concentrate on our friends that do not cook for themselves, that do not have the time. So in the future, I would like to, like you've mentioned, our challenges. Um, let's hit the stores. Let's read ingredients lists. Let's have our friends read ingredients lists and send them to us so we could discuss this. Let's bring it all out in the open. And not, not only that, to raise awareness amongst ourselves, it's to raise awareness amongst our restaurateurs and our best friends who you might say, oh, I'm running low on this. Could you stop at the store and pick this up for me? They might know that you're food sensitive to corn products and corn oil. And they pick up the mayonnaise that says olive oil like we've talked about, but they have to know, they have to read the ingredients list, the secret ingredient, keep it in mind, have fun. So do your due diligence to make sure it stays fun. It's and due diligence is important because you mentioned how ingredients is a never ending thing. There are products that we buy for a long, long time. And then one day my son just looked at the ingredients and we realized, oh my God, when did they add corn syrup solids to this? And then we can no longer buy that product. So you're right. It is a never ending thing. And things are always changing. They're always adding things. So it doesn't also doesn't hurt to call these manufacturers like I did. I called um, a cereal manufacturer to ask them a question about a flavor enhancer. So it doesn't help hurt to call these. And we may even have a campaign, you know, to do something to bring awareness so that we can get the information that we need in order to make a decision whether or not to purchase that item. Exactly. And a campaign is just what's called for and try to get, you know, everybody who's listening, everybody who is capable to get involved. This is one of the most misunderstood and underrated um, disasters, pending disasters of our civilization. And, and it's no, I'm not, I'm not blowing it out of proportion either. We are poisoning ourselves willingly by letting them put chemicals and additives that do not belong in our body to destroy us. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Whether they intend it or whether it is intended or not, it is happening. I'm beside myself when you talked about calling a cereal manufacturer to see if they made uh, or they used certain chemicals for flavor enhancers. What do we need flavor enhancers for? Our food comes naturally flavored, maybe a little bit of salt or sugar brings out flavors. That's an enhancement in itself. 
but to use an actual cancer-causing chemical to bring out the flavors, what have they been doing to our food up until now? Yes. And then, you know, you mentioned a good point because they, these enhancers are proven to cause cancer, but they say, oh, it's safe levels. My question is, who decided on those safe levels? Was it a scientist who researched it or somebody at the FDA that says, oh yeah, it's okay to put that on there in, in small amounts. And, you know, I discovered this with my oatmeal and getting very sick, you know, stomach pains after eating oatmeal and calling them and confirming, yes, this cancer causing chemical is put on our food and it's labeled a flavor enhancer. And so these are the kind of things that we want to bring awareness to the general public because it's not on the ingredients list. And that is a crime, in my opinion. You have absolutely every right to know what you're putting in your body. If you want to put a chemical in there that causes cancer, it makes your food taste great. Good for you. I, I pray for you. But as for me, I would rather not have it. You know, and that's what brought me here is the ingredients for me, we've already talked about, is no longer get the freshest and highest quality ingredients you can for your product. Now you literally have to nitpick, tear things apart, break things down, and then go about making your favorite dishes. And, and it's across the board where you have to actually take into consideration pesticides on your fresh vegetables. I mean, it's, it's just across the board that it's just amazing. And the time I've, from the time I've been a young boy in the restaurant institution all the way till now, the changes that I've seen are just dumbfounding dumbfounding but right now for our challenge our recipe book challenge for you yourself put down a list of ingredients that you can't have and those in your family those ingredients they're allergic to or sensitive to and what i mean by sensitive everywhere from across the board from having a sick stomach to a slight rash headache whatever symptoms come from eating that, that you notice that you're not feeling normal after eating. That's what we mean by sensitive. You know, we'll get into that even deeper later. Right. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. And the challenge is also to get a clear idea because like in our family, uh, nuts is a big thing where I can have nuts, but the rest of the family can't. And we have one person in the family who's allergic to coconut, but the rest of the family can have coconut. And I'm allergic to banana and there's family members that can have banana. So having that list of who is most importantly sensitive to what can really help make it easier as you plan plan out and gather your ingredients for your meals and your treats right and it wouldn't hurt like there is just one person you for example can't have bananas there's nothing wrong with putting bananas on the list and excluding that from what we would call family recipes or family dishes so you're all sitting around at the table scooping it up or an appetizer or hors d'oeuvre and you don't have to worry about eating the bananas, and I don't have to worry about 
giving you the bananas and everybody else they 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 understand and it's simple as that then what we do is we make a list of all the ingredients that everybody can have and from there from there we're going to be getting into uh, adapting your favorite recipes to your needs and your family's needs but it starts with what you can have so make a list of all the vegetables and all the proteins and all the all of the spices and all of the things. And from that list, you can literally create hundreds of different recipes. Right. And as you're starting that list that you can have, you know, make it even uh, sit down talking about nothing with your family members, your kids, brothers and sisters and whatnot. Because as you're writing down, I could have this, I could have that. All of a sudden, someone will say, well, they can't have this or this, and don't forget this and your favorite. Make it a collaboration because it isn't about you. It isn't about me. It isn't about one person anymore. It's about all of us. So what I'm getting to is the awareness factor when it comes to ingredients is one of the most important aspects of it. It helps you to realize more so of what you're putting into your body, that you're not just nourishing it. You're, you're, it's fuel. It's your energy. It's your morale boost. Um, you've heard of people being hangry, right? And your hypoglycemics. I mean, they have to eat to keep functioning at a certain level. And the last thing you want them to do is to be desperate to get back to normal because of their hypoglycemia. And they're forced to eat something that even makes them sicker in another avenue. Yeah, I've come across that so many ways in so many times because people, they got to eat something or they're going to start crashing big time. And the only thing available is a chocolate chip cookie. So they, they temporarily fix something, but over the long term, they're actually making themselves sicker. Well, especially if they have a wheat allergy or sensitivity, you don't even have to have an allergy, right? They have um, negative effects from some of these uh, substances. When it comes to ingredients, that's just one aspect. We're just hitting this off the head because it's, it, it's near and dear to me. It's what opened my eyes. But also, you know, substitutes, like for example, using a little uh, cream of tartare with your baking soda to make baking powder you don't use the corn products in there if you're allergic or sensitive to that and it works just wonderfully you make beautiful cookies and and whatnot with that so we're not just not just raising awareness about all these obtrusive or uh ingredients that make us sick we want to introduce and revive just like you said the rebirth of mise en place everything in its place first we start with our mindset and our mindset with ingredients is to revamp what we think an ingredient is and until you are confident with what is in your cabinet that it's natural that it's what you can have and of the highest quality you can get a hold of then you're tearing everything apart until you get to that point I mean, it, it all needs to be revamped, in my opinion. Absolutely. And we're going to be doing more of these types of challenges in our social learning Facebook group, the Food Sensitives Community. So if you want to start 
uh, diving in with your own ingredients and what you're allowing into your body. Let's get going on that and start the challenge today with gathering your ingredients and beginning your recipe book. Yeah, that uh, sounds like a plan. And if you don't want to miss out on anything and keep up to date with what's going on, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, and uh, let's keep having fun. Excellent. Thanks, Jessica.